Hi, everybody, and thanks for joining our weekly podcast. I'm Robin Lewis, founder and CEO of The Robin Report, uh, which, by the way, I always tell the audience, it's much more than a daily report. It really is a knowledge, knowledge platform from which we communicate uh, thought leadership on various strategic topics uh, through our daily reports, yes, but also these podcasts and webinars and hopefully live events in the future. And along with our chief strategist, Shelley Cohan, also, by the way, a professor at FIT and Syracuse University, we welcome you to our conversation on the topic of is Amazon's retail business slipping into maturity? That dreaded plateau on the bell curve where growth flattens before it hits the inevitable decline curve uh, down to death. Not to be too hyperbolic <laughs> here, and certainly not about Amazon, but we're going to get into this topic. And I do hate to be so uh, gloom and doom about, you know, this most phenomenal uh, use of technology and engineering ever, and a business that broke growth records that few other businesses, business entities even came close to year over year for the past two decades. But there are some recent indications uh, that may not be one and done or one-offs uh, that might suggest that their astounding compounding annual growth rates can't continue ad infinitum. In fact, uh, Andrew Ross Sorkin, uh, author of Too Big to Fail, about the, that was about the 2008 financial crisis. That book is incredible. Anyway, uh, and he is also a host on CNBC. And he said of Amazon's recent setbacks, um, that very point, that Amazon's ability to maintain such historic uh, compounded annual, annual growth rates is enormously challenging, if not near impossible. And Shelley, uh, you know, before we get to the numbers and some other indicative actions under the new leadership of Andy uh, Jassy, there's really another broader perspective that might be playing out here. One of, the, you know, we know that one of the great things about uh, free market capitalism is that it is a catalyst that unleashes the awesome, innovative, and creative juices of entrepreneurs, you know, that we see on almost a daily basis, particularly coming out of Silicon Valley. Although recent articles tell us that right. there may be a bubble <laughs> right. about ready to burst out there. Um, anyway, and, and of course, Jeff Bezos, who perhaps is the king of entrepreneurial kings uh, when he launched Amazon. But what happens on the way to scale, like Amazon or Apple, for example, like rocket ships taking off? At some point, the business gets so big for an entrepreneur, it gets too big to manage because that isn't one of their great skills. And it is then that innovation and creativity, the entrepreneur needs to step aside and in turn, replace themselves with a professional right. business manager and a strategic leader. 
And I'm thinking that maybe Andy Jassy is that business leader, like Tim Cook taking over at Apple. And regarding Jassy, he actually created AWS, Amazon Web Services, aka the cloud, <laughs> which still generates about three quarters of Amazon's operating <clears throat> profit, which is pretty awesome. Anyway, maybe he's the guy that can manage Amazon profitably into maturity, but at the same time, maybe find a new structural and strategic model to propel new growth out of maturity. So Shelley, um, let's take a look at some of the numbers, which you are great at digging up, <laughs> and, and also some of the recent actions, you know, like closing several of their test stores, <clears throat> raising the prime annual fee by $14.99 as an indicator that costs have been rising terrifically. And, and we'll look at other indications that might suggest a slowdown in growth. Well, here's before I get to the slowdown in growth, and I'll do it by business segment, of course, including the retail segment, I have to first talk about the importance of AWS, Amazon Web Services, which grew 37% in 2021. The sales tripled from pre-pandemic levels. Many companies actually went out and sought out AWS during the pandemic to be able to deliver a omni-channel presence. So the need for cloud storage grew deeply in 2020. But here's a more staggering statistic that you've already alluded to in terms of profits. AWS in 2020 represented 74% of the operating profits for the company. So 13% 13, 13 of the revenue generating 74% of the profits. So yep. the company is really going after this service in a more broad scale because it's highly profitable. Boeing, you know, Boeing of airline and space systems selected AWS as a strategic cloud provider and will run high performance computing workloads on AWS service. Companies like SAP, Pfizer, Unilever, Disney, Hitachi, Johnson & Johnson, GE, Samsung, Verizon, BMW, and on and on and on, you know, the business segment will continue to grow based on the needs of the market and the need for cloud-based computing. So it's possible that the retail segment of Amazon might be slipping into maturity, but at an amount, any amount lost there would likely be more than offset by enormous growth in the AWS segment. Awesome. I'll get yeah. I'll get to the retail segment uh, numbers in a minute, but first a little more context on AWS just for our audience. So quick terminology here on the need for cloud-based computing. So one petabyte is a million gigabytes and one zettabyte is a trillion gigabytes. There's a reason I'm Shelly, going here, Shelly, Robin. Shelly, hold on, hold on. <laughs> you, you know that 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 technology is passing me by and so is a lot of the language anyway go ahead <laughs> kind of de I, define what trillion gigabyte anyway go ahead <laughs> yeah well i just i just want to make sure you know the audience understands this need for the cloud-based computing so anyway yep. so the volume of data that is created captured copied and consumed in the world in 2019, this is pre-pandemic obviously, uh, 41 zettabytes. 
So that wow. number went up 57% in 2020 and will reach to close, get this number, it's going to reach close to 100 zettabytes by the end of this year. Wow. And by 2025, I know. And by 2025, Robin, which by the way, tw I keep saying 2025, like it's this distant future. It's yeah. like three years away, you yeah. know, 2025, the world will create, capture, copy and consume 181 zettabytes of data. So the most interesting part, I, it's just large volumes. The, the most interesting part about this is that 91% of the data is replicated data which, and not unique data, meaning that the companies need to share data across the platforms and functions. So think omni-channel or unified commerce. Mm -hmm. So in 2019, the split of enterprise spending between cloud infrastructure compared to data software hardware was about 50-50, but in 2021, nearly 100% of enter enterprise spend is going towards cloud infrastructure services. So Robin, Guess who owns 37% of the U.S. cloud infrastructure vendor market share in Q1 of 2021? Well, Shelly, not a hard <laughs> guess here, of course, right? AWS. And I, and I, and I certainly get the need uh, for this cloud computing. I may not understand the numbers, but they're awesome. And... Maybe uh, as you, it is the offset of a maturing or plateauing retail business, as you suggested it might be. But let's let's get into the retail business now. Um, to start with, uh, online sales for Amazon in Q1 were down one percent, and we know that non-store sales in March for the U.S. market dropped significantly from the previous months. Uh, so we know that the consumer behavior has shifted this year. But uh, share, share with us the results from Q1 for their other businesses, uh, yeah. Shelley. Sure. So in Q1, total revenues slowed down from being up 44% last year to being up 7% in 2022. So that's a pretty significant change. That's in terms of the consolidated business. If we look at subscription services, they're, they're up 13% compared to being up 34% a year ago. Third-party sellers was up 60% in Q1 of 2021, and this Q1 of 2022 only up 9%. So we're definitely seeing a little bit of a slowdown. And I, I know that we can't really base everything on one quarter, especially when we're looking at you know a business, but we're seeing similar trends from 2021 to 2020 as well. These are indicators that growth is slowing in some of the business segments. Yeah. So um, let's talk about subscription services for a minute. Um, there's been a lot discussed about the consumers really cutting back on subscriptions. Uh, this for Amazon includes annual and monthly fees associated with Amazon Prime mem memberships, as well as digital video, audio book, digital music and eBooks. Um, you know, Pam, Pam Danziger, who you know is one of our <laughs> brilliant writers, um, in a recent article in Forbes uh, called The Great Unsubscribe, 
uh, Pam pointed out that consumers are looking to reduce their subscriptions. Uh, by, the end of by the end of 2021, the average U.S. consumer had five retail subscriptions, up from fewer than two in 2020 before the pandemic hit. Uh, and Kearney, uh, cons Kearney's Consumer Institute sees a steep decline in the subscription market uh, to come, predict predicting a subscription apocalypse on the horizon. <laughs> right. I don't. Yeah. So, but so so the Kearney survey found that more than half of subscribers wanted to reduce their subscription exposure to about fifty dollars per month. Overall, 40% of the consumers think they have too many subscriptions. Yeah. So clearly, as consumers reduce subscriptions, this will also have an impact on this segment for Amazon as well. And again, uh, we have seen that in Q1 results, uh, what was the year-over-year -year performance in the big business segments for Amazon. Right. And uh, when we look at the, let's look at the full year for 2021. When we look at that, we're seeing similar kind of slowing in growth. So to start with, subscription services was up 31%. That slowed to 26%. Again, I anticipate based on everything I'm reading and seeing in terms of consumers wanting to cut back on subscriptions and inflationary, that number will probably be even less growth in 2022. Online sales, were up 13% as opposed to being up 40%. And third-party sellers was up 28% for the year as opposed to being up 50%. Yeah, so, you know, another thing is going on here, Shelley, and, and, and that would actually be hard to put a number to, um, and that is the creation of marketplaces by Amazon's competitors, right? Right, that's Walmart. right. Target, Macy's, Nordstrom, and likely many others, all of whom are stealing sales from Amazon by setting up their own marketplaces. And don't, and don't even get me started on Amazon's <laughs> abysmal failure in real brick and mortar stores. To me, it is astounding. Uh, most of which have been shut down, except for grocery, which is still an enigma and which Walmart and Kroger will never allow them to gain any dominance in grocery. And what they've done at Whole Foods, they, they've been fiddling around with that it, it, since they acquired it and nothing has changed there. So, so anyway, again, as I've said before, Amazon is a technology company. That is their focus. But for retail in the real world, you know, a scan-and-go solution or whatever else they create technologically to tantalize shoppers is not enough because there is another side of retailing, which is, as I say, the art of retailing, so to speak. In other words, mm -hmm. the intimate human touch, the social aspects of shopping, the communal environment that I don't believe Amazon gets, okay? thus failing in their physical store efforts. And by the way, uh, just as their competition is creating marketplaces, big name brands will follow, which will also steal share from Amazon. 
And then, Shelly, you know, there's the issue of costs. The cost right. of doing business digitally is much higher than physical. Packaging, shipping, and doing it in warp speed, <laughs> which is one of the pillars that Amazon's, in Amazon's mission, along with convenience and value, of course. So add the cost of returns, most of which they tell the consumer, just keep it. I mean, my wife, the other day, we're getting a, a new puppy and she ordered, uh, you know, one of those, I don't know, one of those things you carry the puppy in. Oh, yeah. 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 So, so it was too big for this. Puppy. <laughs> so she wanted to return that and get a smaller one. And they told her, just keep it. Unbelievable. Anyway, furthermore, on costs. Uh, they had to ramp up all of their costs during the pandemic, right? To meet the, the soaring demand, mainly in distribution, DCs, hiring workers, an increase in shipping costs, et cetera, and so forth. So now the consumers are back to shopping in physical stores. Amazon finds themselves with too much infrastructure <laughs> and employees who we noted in a previous podcast, are now threatening unionization, which will raise costs to another level. Anyway, on costs, it's likely the reason they are raising their prime rate, $14.99 a month, to $139 per year, as mentioned. And I think they're <laughs> going to lose a lot of consumers on that basis. Anyway, Pardon my rant, <laughs> but Shelly, <laughs> so Shelly, what did I leave out? <laughs> well, no, I, I always appreciate your rants and I love the Amazon puppy story or the puppy story, um, <laughs> but Amazon's operating profits are actually are higher than last year coming. You know, look, if you look at just North America alone, uh, operating expenses, operating costs are 98% of sales. So this is compared to last year at 97%. <clears throat> The total operating cost for the whole business, all the consolidated businesses within Amazon is flat to last year at 94%. What's interesting though, is that while Q1 operating expenses for 2022 were 97%, when you compare that to last quarter 21, uh, 2021, the operating expenses were 93%. So we are definitely seeing an increase yeah. in operating costs. Um, and the other area that's really draining profits from Amazon is the international business, which actually lost money last year. I mean, almost a billion dollars. So wow. the reasons you know <clears throat> cited for the loss were increased shipping, fulfillment costs, increased investments in building out the fulfillment network, increased wages, and incre increased carrier rates. So raising prime membership will surely help to offset some of these increases in expenses across the company. Yeah, you know, Shelley, um, yeah, I, I, I have to recognize their international growth, which is all about the long-term game, uh, which is how Amazon started in, in the U.S. market. So, you know, invest in the company infrastructure. Don't focus on short-term profits. Um, they are very focused on building out international presence. And I think uh, sales were up year over year by 23% for the international business in 2021, but sales this year compared to pre-pandemic uh, 2019 are up almost 70%. So 
I would say that international still in its growth phase and probably not near maturity. Um, there are also varying levels of expansions across many different countries. Some countries are running smoother and more successful than others. And I am sure that the supply chain issues, you know, operating costs are also impacting the international business, similar to the U.S. Um, we see this, as you mentioned, losing nearly a billion dollars in 2021 and $1.7 billion back in 2019. Yeah, I mean, certainly that's a good point, Rob. And so I think what we're really saying is the U.S. business sans AWS is reaching maturity. But the other point I just have to throw out there, because uh, we've been talking about this recently, is that Amazon is very focused on advertising. So a business segment, albeit much smaller, only at 31 yep. billion, but it has grown 58% since yeah, 2020. I missed, I, yeah, I missed that. <laughs> I know, and, phenomenal. Yeah. And by 148% growth since 2019. So my prediction is, and I don't have a crystal ball, but my prediction is that advertising revenue is going to outpace subscription revenue in 2022. And you and I have talked about this in our other previous podcasts, how retailers are actually becoming advertisers by selling ads to the vendor ecosystem. This is another growing area for Amazon, and it's quietly becoming a substantial part of the business model if the growth trajectory continues. And you know all about this because you came from that world uh, of advertising. Yes, I, did. I was one <laughs> of the mad men, gray advertising, anyway, many, many years ago. But yeah, yeah, and I miss that, Shelly, you're correct. It is another part of their business and it is growing like crazy and it will continue. It's a, it's a weird new world out there, but literally it is not the retail business. Although as the retail business grows, they do add consumer eyeballs uh, that does increase their advertising business. So one can play off the other. Anyway, Shelly, a final point. You know, that I want to make is one could make the argument that Amazon retail uh, simply hit a speed bump, okay? One that largely resulted from the pandemic, and they will shift and adjust and find their super growth rate once again. However, I do not think so. I think Jeff Bezos, king of entrepreneurs, uh, took his entrepreneurial vision <laughs> to outer space. Literally. <laughs> Yeah, literally, and turned over the reins to a Harvard MBA and professional manager who just, by the way, created the fastest growing division of the Amazon enterprise, AWS, uh, who closed the stores, likely de-emphasizing the retail business. And maybe he will focus more on AWS advertising and manage Amazon retail into maturity. And by the way, maturity is not death. It's just slower growth. I mean, take um, Sears, for example. It took 20 years for them to be wound down. Right. Anyway. That's, that's true. Well, I think Amazon has really mastered pivoting and will continue to stay yeah. relevant in the lives of consumer and businesses. And if you think about it, Robin, you know, Amazon is one of the few retailers that have an equally strong B2B business as the B2C business. 
So remember, way back in 1994, Jeff wanted to be the biggest bookstore, then books yep. declined, digital became king. So he invents the Kindle. Then he starts selling other things online other than books. Enter Prime, a brilliant loyalty program to crown all loyalty programs, adds more streaming, then starts doing original content, of course, AWS, now advertising, and on and on and on. The strategy is fluid, it's nimble, it doesn't require a nod from Wall Street to move on new ideas. So day one letter to shareholders made it clear the company is focused on long-term growth. The online business, retail business, marketplaces, subscription, provide the branding that making Amazon a household name and one of the most recognizable really brands in the world, which then fuels the large companies to trust in uh, business segments like AWS and use the advertising, which fuels the profits, allowing for more innovation, more expansion and provides broader business model. <laughs> you know, Shelley, <laughs> that is an excellent review, really, of their various initiatives and the history to date. However, just a last note on this, I am talking only about their failure to pro pro prove success in physical retailing, which I believe and will continue, uh, which I believe is and will continue to flatten because of their apparent lack of skills. And fine, they are nimble, uh, as you say, in, in they have mastered pivoting, which has already affected the growth of AWS and advertising and other areas, and I'm sure more to come. But physical retailing, Shelley, we will see. <laughs> well, Robin, this has been a fun conversation. Yeah. Uh, for, our, for our listeners, you can find more of our podcast on Apple Spotify, Buzzsprout, and therobinreport.com. And look for us on YouTube where we broadcast our podcast as well. And please follow us on social media, link in with us, and follow us on Twitter for the latest thoughts about the industry. And I want to thank everybody again for joining us. Um, you, you're a great audience. And as I say uh, after every session, if any of you are thinking of a topic you would like Shelly and I to cover, uh, please send me an email, uh, robin at therobinreport.com. And thanks again. <laughs>